Blog Talk Radio. listening to IBGR, that's Internet Business Growth Radio Solutions on Demand. This is show 5.18, and what that means, this is season 5, and show 18 in the series. Uh, Specific for this show is we're going to be talking about the core elements of any successful startup and small business, but we're going to be talking about it from the perspective of a landscape business owner. Uh, Good day, I'm William Eastman. I am senior consultant for Greenmark Consulting Group, and also I'm the managing partner for GrowthWorks Media, which is the host for this network. And today's topics, as we get prepared for boot camps that we're going to be doing, I want to do a shout out, first of all, to those of you who are coming to our boot camp in New Jersey, um, and that's part of the New Jersey Landscape and Contractors Association on the 13th of February, or you're attending our session in Youngstown, Ohio with the Mahoning Valley Uh, Landscape and Nursery Association on the 20th of February. And so what our topics are today is that if you look at any successful landscape business, and when I'm talking successful, I'm saying five, someplace between five and $10 million, what are the elements that they have there? What are the cores to those business? And this is not only a prep, if you're going to come to boot camp, but this is also if you just want to listen to this. And by the way, I will talk about the generic 10 that we have uh, in any business Uh, and how that corresponds with the 13 that we've identified for landscape companies. But first of all, I want to say that there are basically four cores to the operation of the business, okay? And these are pretty easy to understand, and when you hear them, you go, no kidding. Core number one is is guiding the business. How do you, what do you do, what do you need to set up to kind of give the the business its own autopilot? Not necessarily that it'll run automatically, but more that the business has a sense of direction that to some degree will take care of itself as well as active involvement from the business owner. Uh, The second core is called running the business. And uh, you can see this if you're on our website at at, uh, blog talk radio slash IBGR, you can see these and running the business is all of the back office stuff that you need to do to keep the business going. All the things the customer doesn't necessarily see if it goes well, but certainly experiences if it doesn't. Core three is then about getting to business, and this is the whole thing about your marketing and sales efforts and how are you bringing in the business. And then finally, core four is doing the business. And what this is about is, okay, they bought it, now you gotta deliver it. So this is around how jobs are done and the customer's experience around those. Now, as we looked at those four cores, they're, they're pretty universal across business but these are specifically designed for landscape companies. We looked at those, and what we had is we had a a template of there are 10 core processes in any business, and if I have time, I'll close with them. We looked at those and said, well, the landscape business is just a little bit different. There's not 10. There's 13 that have to be built in some sequence over time if you're going to have the business running. So let me take you through those 13, which are the focus of this. I'll do a brief uh, rundown, a summary, and then we'll come and we'll take each one of these individually. 
Under core one, we see that there's three core processes under one that have to be there. One is your purpose process. This is going to be your mission, vision, and values. Two is your recognition and rewards um, system, uh, both formal and informal. And number three is your measurement system. Okay, how, how are you going to measure all this? And that's all around guiding the business. So if those things are present, then you've kind of built an automatic um, uh, a self-steering organization, almost a self-managing one, that is going to provide its own direction. Okay. Core two, which is on running the business, and we found four here that are maybe not unique to landscaping, but keeping in the landscape terminology, these must be present. You must have an administrative system. And that is everything from back office, uh, providing the owner support to answering the telephone, uh, all the things that are just necessary that people seem to miss. Uh, number two is the finance piece. And this looks at your accounts payable, your accounts receivable. Um, I would put inventory in here. Uh, and again, we'll, we'll drill down on this. Um, number the, the next one. The third one is, uh, that's part of running the business is HR, uh, and that is basically how do you how do you find, onboard, select, uh, and pay people. And then the last one is IT, and we call it information technology. What you could basically look at this is what's the platform that you're going to put the company on, and the idea behind this is you enter data once. That's rule number one. Rule number two is everything's accessible when people need it. Now, they're all caveats to all that, but basically just go from there. And then there's core four, which is doing the business. Uh, excuse me. And there's core three, which is getting the business. All right. So we've, we've got the autopilot set up. We've got the back office operating. Now we've got to go out and get into business. And we see four processes here. Number one is how is your branding and strategy? And we put branding ahead of strategy for this reason. This is something that we learned in large corporations as well as in small companies. And this comes from my ex my background and expertise in large corporate consulting is that strategy is what you do year to year. And so it's, it's not the biggest thing. It's bigger than the day to day, but it's not the biggest thing. The biggest thing is the brand. And what is the image you want to create in the, in the market? Who do you want to be in the marketplace? And then based upon that, what is your strategy every year to either create that or enhance it? Uh, budget is the next one. And that has to do with, you know, and here we're talking about the budget that goes along with uh, marketing and sales and strategy. But this is really the, the overall budgeting system that is not covered in finance. Uh, the third one is marketing. Uh, and marketing is how do we find qualified leads. In other words, the last one is sales. Sales is about managing the sales funnel. How do we manage the funnel and how quickly can we get people through it? On the marketing side is how do we place qualified leads? Regardless of who, am I selling, uh, who I'm selling to, this could be residential properties. If I'm doing, uh, let's say, uh, landscape maintenance. If I'm doing commercial, this could be other companies. But basically, how am I putting these type of qualified leads at the beginning of the sales funnel, and these are people that or organizations we can close. So those are four that make up getting the business. And the last one, doing the business, this is two here. Um, this is pretty cut and dry. One is project management, and that is 
how you do those jobs. Even if you've got a recurring job under contract, let's say in uh, in lawn maintenance or, or ma landscape maintenance, um, going to treat it like a project. And the reason we treat it like a project, it's the smartest way to measure things and manage them. And then the last one will be how do we manage the customer's experience? So that should give you kind of a brief overview of of what the cores are and what we're going to talk about when we get together for boot camp, whether you show up on the 13th or on the 20th. I'm going to drill down and say a little bit more. So let's go to core one. Let's go back to getting guiding the business. The essence of this and all of the well-run companies, not just the landscaping, but everywhere, have built in kind of their own gyroscope. In other words, the company has a sense of where it's headed, and it has a, a gyroscope in there that kind of keeps it on track and moving. And it doesn't require constant attention from the owner or from executives. And so you need this because in the early stages, when you're trying to sell the company, this is going to be a key part of the sale when we talk about branding. Uh, but as you get bigger is how, how do we organize this mass of humanity and this equipment? Now, the first one on purpose is how do you do mission, vision, and values? And so a vision statement is nothing more than you make a you stating where the company is going to be a number of years from now, uh, let's say five years. This is who we will be in five years. And it really tells people, gives people an example of the what and the why. What is it that we, who are we as a company, and why is this important to us? The mission statement is who do you provide value to, and when do you do it? Okay, and so the mission statement says that we provide exceptional quality um, to our customers and we create a quality place to work for employees, something like that. And the mission statement kind of describes the here and now. So one is an aspiration. The vision is an aspiration about where we're headed. The mission statement is kind of the meat and potatoes, except it doesn't cover one thing. And that's why you come in with a value statement or you can call it operating principles and that's the how. And what you're saying is that how we accomplish this <clears throat> is as important as accomplishing it. Otherwise, what will happen is we'll cut corners, we'll get unethical, because we'll say, well, we got to get to the end. So values are nothing more telling people who are working in the company what behaviors can they exhibit that are inbound or inbounds or what behaviors are out of bounds. And at boot camp, we're going to talk about this. We have a couple of templates. And... Um, this is not hard to do, but it does take a bit to do it because my guess is after you do it the first time, you're probably going to want to go back to it and go, eh, it's not quite it. it. That and branding, when we get to branding in uh, Core 3, are the ones that are really, you're going to be constantly cutting on this and refining it and making it better. Now, the second process here is recognition and rewards. We started that order because the f most important thing here is the informal non-tangible uh, uh, non rewards that you give people. And recognition is simply somebody does a good job, do they get a positive stroke, as we would say in the business, for doing that good work. Um, and so this has the greatest impact on day-to-day -day performance of individuals, especially people that are in the learning mode or people who are doing work that they particularly want to do. It's good to know that you are appreciated in that work. Now, the reward side is the tangibles of you do things like give somebody a day off or you give them a bonus, but you do some sort of formal recognition with them to make it what we call a good deal. 
So what this process looks at is how do we come up with a system of a combination of pat on the backs and something formal that makes doing the right thing, which is your purpose statement, doing the right thing a good deal. I'll guarantee you that all companies have good deals in them, but a lot of companies, the good deal for employees is to do things that are not a good deal for the company. Uh, so this is really a critical piece, and we're really talking long-term in the company. Now, the third one, measurement, says, okay, how am I going to measure not only this, but the performance of the company? Two is you're going to build a skeleton. What's the skeleton that we're going to hang all this meat on? All the meat and muscles and skin that we're going to, as we build our company has to be hung on some frame, on some structure. Well, your measurement system is part of that structure. And so how are we going to measure all this? And the idea is you want to, you want to measure smart and you don't want to have to measure a lot. In other words, this is not a matter of, well, we'll measure everything. No, it's not. You're going to find a few things in every area that, number one, will will tell you how well we're doing. So that's concern one. And concern number two is you can use that information to predict or forecast where we're headed next. Okay, so now we go to the second one, second core, running the business. As I said when I started this, <clears throat> we got everything around the office organization, how the phones are answered, how correspondence goes around, how we deal with emails. In other words, all of that stuff that looks trivial until it's all put together. And then suddenly it's not. And, you know, take, for example, how many times do we really take seriously a script for how the phone is going to be answered and then how calls are going to be transferred? And you say, yeah, you know, big, no big deal. And trust me, if, if this is the first time the customer has contacted your company and this is the first interaction they've had, this could be the deal breaker. And so what a lot of companies don't do is they put any energy into this. Not, you know, it's kind of like, well, we'll get that done when we get that done. Uh, I'm not saying do this first, but I am saying do this early. So what are all those admin processes that you have to, that you have to put in place so the people in those roles know exactly what, we're, what they're going to do? And this involves phones. This involves emails. This involves visitors, plus the overall management of the office for things like how do you organize filing for where you need to keep hard copy? Where do you need to keep your contracts? Um, what's the system that you're going to use here? Because if you get a new person in or somebody's filling in for somebody, uh, is it easily understandable? Uh, understandable? Because I can tell you right now, if you take the subject of filing, is it's not really filing that you're worried about. It's retrieval. Anybody can file. The question is, do I put it someplace you can find it? Now, finance, the next one, underrunning the business, uh, to me, is critical, and I've done a number of radio shows over the last couple of weeks on this topic. And so the way to look at this is this is I'm going to put inventory in here. Uh, it's inventory, and the reason is inventory is cash gathering dust. If it's sitting more than a week, then you got some issues. This is about accounts payable and how you're handling your suppliers so that they're being paid on time. This is your accounts receivable. Uh, how well are you collecting the money that you're owed? Because basically the rule of thumb here is anything over 30 days is a loan. And unless you're running a landscape company bank, you don't loan money to people. And so how do we get this? This is about uh, credit 
And if you don't have any, how to get it. If you have it, how to manage it correctly, what's the difference between lines of credit and uh, capital credit, leasing credit, et cetera. And it all comes down to cash on hand because this type, this, this issue here is how well you manage your cash flow will determine how well your company runs. Because if you don't have money, it's kind of like blood or oxygen for the body. I'm not sure which it is. My guess is it's more like oxygen. Um, you don't, you go, you can't go too long without oxygen without dying. And I think that's true about money. Uh, the next process is the HR, and the HR starts with branding, which we're going to talk about next. Uh, in terms of does your brand not only attract the customers you want to attract, but does your brand attract employees that you want to attract? And then how do you? What's the process that you go through? to and select them so that you've got the right people and the terminology you'll hear from uh, Stephen and I a lot in, in boot camp is eligibility and suitability eligibility is I'm looking at their uh, their resume I'm, I'm taking off maybe I did a back, background check on them and I'm basically finding out what where have they gone to school what jobs have they had what do they know in other words if I put them on the job can they do it and that's what eligibility is. And if you've got somebody who is not, cannot do the job, they are not eligible for the job, and you shouldn't be talking to them. And we have a process where we basically do this by email and phone. We do not do this in per person. And the reason for it is being eligible or capable of doing the job, only it's like an ante into a poker game. It only gets you cards. doesn't mean you're going to win the hand. The next level is suitability, and that is does this person – fit your organization, your company. If it's a small company, it's about fitting the company. If you've got a couple work departments, then how well they fit in the company is important. But the critical thing here is now going to be how well do they fit within that particular work group. And so you hire on eligibility and suitability, and then how do I train and develop people uh, once I've onboarded them, and then how do I take a look at compensation? Those are all the things that we'll cover in the HR process. And finally, the IT is really a thing about platforms. Uh, platforms that we use is LMN, and that's Landscape Management Network, which is an excellent system to put everybody on a single platform. Mobile devices work with it, GPS works with it, it talks to the accounting software. In other words, you could have everybody on there, and when somebody puts the information in, whether it's they're on their mobile device from the field, or somebody sitting in the office, and they put that in, that information is immediately accessible. Now, without scaring anybody, you can set levels of security so there's some information and not everybody can see. But that's secondary to this conversation. The issue here is if I'm out in the field and I'm working with a client and something comes up and I need to know something about that account, I shouldn't have to get on the telephone and and call in and see if I can get somebody that knows anything. I should be able to pull up on my my smartphone pull up their account, read the information in there, and have my answer instantaneously. Or I'm in the office wondering what, the, what they're doing in the field. I shouldn't have to call them and find out where they are. Between their, their entering data and the GPS, I should say, okay, that truck is leaving this house, and it's in transit to the next house, and it'll be there in 15 minutes, and there's what just happened. And so IT is really about what platform. And the only other thing I can say about this is 10 years ago, this was too expensive for you to afford as a business owner uh, because it, it, you had to run the system yourself. You had to basically have your own server, and that creates a host of problems. Now, nowadays, with the cloud, uh, 
And all of you know the cloud because you use a number of apps in the cloud. If nothing else, iTunes. Everything runs on the cloud. And we're talking, you know, basically a couple hundred dollars a month around a platform that integrates your entire business. And don't, so don't say that, well, I don't have the money for it because you do. You're just making a decision not to have money for it. And uh, as the old saying goes, that's penny wise and pound foolish. All right, now core three. Core three is getting to business. So we've got the autopilot set up. We've got the back office running. Now, how do we get people to notice us and, and buy? And so there's four processes in here that we see. One is branded strategy. And as I said earlier, brand is more important than strategy because brand is where you want to be in 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. You want to, you want to build a brand and that doesn't mean that you don't enhance it and you don't add to it, but you're not fundamentally going to change it. And if you're going to fundamentally change it, then you didn't do a good job at the beginning. So what's the brand of the company? And then what's your yearly strategy, your quarterly tactics, your monthly tactics, your daily tactics of to achieve that. And what brand is nothing more than the image that the customer has of the company. And where is your company in relationship to all the others when they make a buy decision. That's it. Branding is critical. And what we'll talk about is the three dimensions of branding, which is that you have a company brand, which is you're looking to make a emotional connection with the client or the customer. Then you have for each one of the products or services you sell, you have a product and service brand. And that is a rational uh, connection. In, in other words, I have a need for this. And that, that service line, like um, landscape maintenance, needs to speak to that need. And then the third part of that, the third dimension, that hologram of branding, is a personal connection. And then the owner's got to brand themselves because one of the things we've learned over the years, and this is true not just of landscaping, but of all small businesses, is that in the early stages, they're buying from the owner. It really comes down to do they trust the owner uh, to do this business. Now, once they've done business with you, they trust you. But you've got to deal with the risk-trust equation. And that says is that you're going to ask me to take a risk uh, that you can do what you say you're going to do as opposed to, well, say, trust me. Nobody trusts you until after you've done the job. And so how do I minimize the risk so that people will buy from me? And this is a challenge of all small businesses. Okay, so that's where the brand is, is three-dimensional. And then strategy is how do we look at the year, take the year, break it into quarters, break the quarters into months, break the months into weeks. And so what we have is every day of the week, there is a specific business objective that we're working toward that we're tracking because we, in core one, we got that measurement in place and it tells us what progress we're making. Now, on the budget side, the budget is, in this case, this is the budget for the marketing and sales. Uh, I could say the budget's over in finance, and it is to some degree, but we put it here simply because it makes the most sense because the budget also counters, uh, covers uh, what you, if you sold it, then you'd have to buy it. In other words, if, I, if we made a commitment to do design build on your property, then I have to budget for all those materials. I have to budget the labor hours. I have to put all that in. So we'll talk about how to do budgets. This is probably one of the more difficult things that most small businesses do regardless of what industry they're in. Landscape companies may be being at the forefront of that. Um, and it's one of the things you do last. But at some point, 
You cannot run a business without a budget. And you know this. You can't run a household without a budget. All right, marketing. Uh, the marketing thing is that we're going to put our emphasis here in the processes of marketing of how to get people to recognize that you're there and how do they, and when they recognize you're there is that they perceive your brand the way you want your brand perceived. And then how do you get part of the buy decision? And so part of this is looking at the marketplace to say that there's four levels here. Level number one is you're unknown. If you're unknown and nobody knows who you are, then every sales call is going to be a cold call. Odds are the phone isn't going to ring very much because I'm not going to call somebody I don't know anything about. And so that's the lowest rung. Then we move from unknown to known or aware, which would be the next level. In other words, we know they're there, but the odds are that we're still not part of the buying decision. Uh, they may they may feel us out for a proposal or for uh, for a price bid, but fundamentally is that when they're thinking about who to buy from, we're not in the list. But at least we're known. So if you're unknown in the marketplace, and that's the status you currently have, what does marketing do? It makes you known. It makes people aware of your of your brand and your offer. Now the next level up is where you want to get in new sales. Uh, new sales meaning we haven't sold to them again, and that is preferred. And at the preferred level means that when the customer is making the buy decision, I'm in the game. It doesn't mean I'm going to get the business. What what it definitely means is that I'm getting a chance to bid on this and beat my competitors. And this is the best you can do until you've sold because there's one more level, but that only comes about after you have you as a client. And so what your marketing is trying to do is you're marketing with what we've identified as your perfect customer. Who, who are the people that, or, or industries that have the best margins and they have the best margins because they're not totally price sensitive. You can charge a little bit more if you provide the value. They'll they'll allow you to do that. And number two, they provide and they have they they create the least amount of friction in your system. In other words, you don't have to do anything special for them. What you do day to day is exactly what they want and how they want it. And so, how do I find more of those customers? And then, how do I move my status from unknown through aware up to preferred? So I'm, I could get to compete. Now, the top level here only happens when I've had customer before and they're happy with what we provided them. And that's when I get the top of mind. Top of mind is will be a combination of marketing, sales, project management, and the customer's experience. Now on sales. Sales is nothing more than saying, okay, I'm now part of the buying decision. Customers raised their hand. We're getting to compete. And so, <coughs> excuse me. How quickly can we move them through? Yeah, I had one of those moments there where the coffee went down the wrong way. But how do I quickly move them through the sales funnel? How do I raise up the percentages of business that I've that we were companies that or individuals that we've had the ability to put a proposal in, and how many of those are closed? What's the ratio of that? How quickly has that happened? And when we don't get jobs, when we lose jobs, it gives us the ability to go back and analyze and say, okay, is there something about the sales process? Was the estimates too high, et cetera? gives you the ability to go through that. But I can tell you right now is that next to labor, cost of sales is one of the largest charges of the work that you're doing. And the more that you get this under control, the lower your cost of sales. So those are the four core processes that make up 
getting a business. And finally, in core four, core four is all about doing the business and doing the business of just two. One is project management. And again, I, I said that our experiences treat all jobs like projects and it's easier to manage because it's a great mindset. Each customer's property is different. And one of the things that we're going to go through here is the whole principle of making sure that there's a work order going down for every job. Now, I don't care what you call it. I call it a work order because I've come from manufacturing. But basically, when somebody shows up on site with a client, and let's say they have 10 stops today, they should have 10 pieces of paper. And on that single piece of paper, one piece of paper per uh, client, obviously the name, address, uh, any previous history you need that needs to be on there, any special notes, you know, all that normal stuff, phone number. Here's the key stuff. What you have to have on there, really simple. You want to list the materials. You want to list the materials that are that have been promised and programmed for this job. You also want to list the people working the job and what labor hours are included. And that includes you as the supervisor, uh, or if you're the owner on the job, and you as the supervisor. And it's critical because later on, when if you're making changes in the company and you want to measure productivity, these metrics, you know, we talked about this in, uh, in the guiding the business, the process of measurement. These metrics are key to being able to determine whether the improvements you're making in the company are actually raising productivity. And so you do that on every job. And I simply say to the, the supervisor, your, your role is to come in in and on budget without any customer complaints. And if you can come in under budget without any customer complaints, even better. We'll talk about that at some other time. And then last part of this is that understanding is the is delivering what the customer bought is critical. And that's one evaluation. But bundled around that like a wrapper is the customer's experience of doing business with you as you're building or doing whatever it is that you do for them. And so the customer experience is also very critical because an average job can be perceived as awesome if the customer's experience is managed and a awesome job can be perceived as terrible if the customer's experience has, is not being managed. And you've all been there where you've done good work and you got no credit for it. And that tells you that there was nobody managing the experience. There's no way I could do this justice in the uh, almost 32 minutes that we've been talking about this. So, you know, 13, 13 core areas, 32 minutes, that's about uh, that's two and a half minutes each. But if you're coming to boot camp on the 13th of February up in New Jersey it, with the New Jersey Landscape and Contractors Association, we will do, drill down in one day in great depth on this to take a look at what you built or what you need to build. And if you're in the Youngstown, Ohio area, uh, the Mahoning Valley we, uh, Landscaping and Nursery Association, uh, we will be there with them on the 20th. And we'll be doing the same thing. And the design of the boot camp is really simple. And by the way, tomorrow's show is on getting ready for boot camp, is that we're going to present some information. And then it's going to be Q&A. And you're talking about what you're doing and where you're at and what help do you need. And so it's going to turn into much more of a consulting session than it's going to turn into an educational session. Um, so with that, I'd like to say thank you to everybody who is either listening live today or is listening to the podcast. Um, uh, you are listening to WW. Uh, I've got my own radio station in uh, Richmond, Virginia, WNTW. And so I was about to give that call sign. Our call sign for the internet is IBGR, Internet 
Business Growth Radio, okay? And we're better known as Solutions on Demand, meaning you need a solution. We probably have it here. This is show 5.18, 518, uh, season five. Season five is do-it-yourself turnaround, which is part of our, our Richmond show. And this is show 18, so this is an extension. And this is done specifically for everybody in the landscape business, whether you're attending boot camp in the next couple of weeks or not. All right. And so with that, if you need any more information, uh, two ways you can do that. One is you can contact the Greenmark organization, the Greenmark, uh, Greenmark Consulting, and just Bing or, or uh, Google it. That'll bring you to the website. Or number two is you can come to GrowthWorks Media site, which is growthradio.biz, growthradio.biz. And on that site, uh, what we'll have is all of this stuff listed here so you can track it down. And we got a lot more things than we talked about today. So with that, have a great business week, and I'm looking forward to seeing you tomorrow. And then after that, I'll be talking about whether I see you next Wednesday or the Wednesday after. So with that, take care.